What's up, everybody? I am Shane Murphy. This is the Man Cave Broadcast, joined once again by my man, Ed Elkins. What's up, Ed? Nothing much, Shane. How you doing, sir? Just living the dream, dude, every day. I got my uh, I got my first dose of the vaccine today. Ooh. It's, uh, it's like getting a Power Ranger at Christmas time when you were a kid. Right, right. You lucky SOB, you. It's exciting. <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know... Everyone's like, oh, these side effects, especially because I got this Moderna one. And everyone's like, oh, you know, these side effects are going to get you. You're going to feel sick. And I did it for, what time did I get this? I got this at like 9 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock our time now. So it's been like five hours. And right before the show, I like raised my arm to do something. And I was like, ah! Like all of a sudden, <laughs> the soreness got me. And a total surprise. But that's been the only thing so far. So uh, not too bad. But it's exciting times, dude. A month from now, dose yeah. number two. So, oh man, I didn't know it was a month. I thought they were doing it every two weeks, right? Uh, I guess they probably have so many people right now. That they're yeah, just like, here you go. Sense. April twenty fifth for you. So yeah, either way, <laughs> it's coming. Oh, oh man! And uh, this week we are joined by a new voice, continuing on our streamer interview on the podcast. We are bringing in Twitch's very own Super Gimp Dean. Dean, how are you, bud? I'm doing well, Shane. Thanks for having me on here. Appreciate you both inviting me on. Thanks for uh, having me. Absolutely. It's good to have you. Really excited for the conversation. Uh, we're going to start real quick. I wanted to go ahead and uh, uh, thank for our Twitch uh, off. What is it? Off cycle follows, right? Uh, Electro Tom followed the channel while we were off stream. Thank you, Electro Tom, for the follow. Also in chat here, uh, one of the best mods in the business, 3L Cubano, uh, has got our stream up. He is helping out, watching, saying hi. Good to see you, Cubano. Thanks for being here. So, Dean, moving straight into the interview here. Dun, dun, dun. It's all about you, baby. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, first of all, I want to say, though, you were talking about the vaccine there at the beginning, and I got to say... Like the vaccine, finding it is almost harder than finding a PlayStation right now. Yeah. It's like the same thing sitting in line on like a Rite Aid website, just refreshing. Like, please let me get an appointment. Please let me get an appointment. So, right. Enjoy, enjoy your PlayStation 5 in your arm. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's, so, for in, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's one of the, uh, the few benefits of not um, living in like a, a, a very, well-populated place i'm kind of out in the boonies <laughs> and uh right. it's it's been nice because i was able to get a uh an appointment like that you know had to wait a week or whatever but i was in done didn't i, I in and out in 20 minutes Hell nice yeah. good so what were you uh, gonna say so i was just gonna say so as far as introductions just talking about myself a little bit for the intro like uh chain had said my name is dean super gimp is kind of my my alias that i go by whichever doesn't matter whichever you prefer uh, i'm a variety streamer on twitch uh i streamed shooting games or shooter games i should say uh for probably the first year year and a half of my streaming quote-unquote career what do we what do we call this my streaming venture uh and i've kind of <laughs> moved more into single player things since then just found kind of a home and a niche doing that so uh, that's kind of what my channel is all about and whatnot very nice and uh always a fun time uh, Dean's channel is one of the best, uh, like visual channels that I've seen. Very, very solid graphics. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Absolutely. Your sound is incredible. Uh, just a very well put together stream. So it's always, uh, I always enjoy watching you because I don't really like saying small streamer anymore, but uh, we're not one of the, like the, 
you know top 10 streamers out there but you see such a variety of quality when you're when you're watching yeah. other streamers who are our size and uh easily uh super gimp dean has one of the best quality channels out there so i highly recommend following and watching thank you i appreciate that a lot actually it means a lot because it's something that i've worked on quite a bit i mean i've been streaming for three years now uh off and on but three years now or so so it, it definitely has not always looked or sounded that good but it's it's a process so i appreciate that you mentioned already kind of started here like when did you start streaming uh you said like three years off and on what made you decide to jump into it so i'm going to give you a very long-winded story so i apologize in advance but so my my streaming career or my start to it has kind of ranged back incredibly long here a little a lot further than these three years um so actually i, I kind of heard it's kind of funny i heard you talking in the last stream about how you've been married for 12 years you had to take a take some time off for uh your anniversary which congratulations by the way thank you uh, um I have been in the video game content creation game for probably about as long as you've been married. Really? Um, I started doing YouTube videos in 2010. Um, so I think that's probably, oh, wow. around, probably okay. around the time you got married, right? Wow. So, yeah. Um, so I've been doing it since then. I started um, Modern Warfare 2, a little game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which I'm sure you're both familiar with. Uh, I came out in 2009, I think. And, uh, I just remember like searching on YouTube, like uh, how to get a nuke because I remember seeing <laughs> that there was a nuke in the game and I thought it was right. the coolest thing in the world. I didn't have the game at the time. So I wanted to know, you know, when it came out, how can I do this? How can I get it? Um, so I came across uh, a YouTube community. Um, commentaries were kind of just starting then like gameplay commentaries. Uh, we're kind of just getting really big around then. So I found a couple channels, uh, started watching those. And then, you know, over the course of the next year, I'm like, Ooh, I really want to do this. This sounds really fun. I want to, you know, give this a go. So at one point I eventually, I uh, got the equipment that you needed. I had a Hawpog PVR, HD PVR. If you've ever heard of that, I haven't, it's a composite, uh, recorder, like your Elgato type thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it recorded composite video back in the day. Um, so I had one of those recording my gameplay from like theater mode and black ops. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would use like my laptop microphone. Um, and the funny thing about that is nobody knew. I didn't tell like anybody like in real life, anybody, any friends, any family. Cause I just thought it was like the nerdiest thing, but I'm like, I enjoy doing this. So I kept doing it. Um, so I did that for a couple of years, like three years in secret, I guess. You could say. Okay. Never like somebody would leave the house. I'd be like, got to record three videos real quick. Let's go get these done. Um, <laughs> So I was doing it around then. Um, I ended up quitting or just kind of like getting out of it in like 2013, I think. Uh, took a couple years off, came back in like 2016, did it again for a year or so. Um, and then the plan was to move into Twitch. Um, and then eventually I did. So that's kind of where all that started. It started way, way back then. Yeah. Um, as far as like the actual, I think you asked, uh, what got me into it though? I, I mean, that would be the beginning, but what specifically got me into streaming? Um, so I, I was planning on starting, I think it was July of 2017. I think it was, I think 2017, I might be wrong about that, but I was planning on streaming or starting to do it to kind of supplement my YouTube actually. Um, and I ended up, you know, doing it once or twice and just not completely committing to it. Um, and then around, 
October, I think, uh, probably of that year, three months later. So Fortnite came out, which is right. the hottest game in the world. Yep. Everybody started streaming, right? So I started streaming a lot in like December-ish. I was like, all right, let's, you know, I got to get back in gear and start doing this. Um, so I started streaming uh, Fortnite a lot. It was like right before the big boom. So it was going really well at first. Um, things have slowed down since, you know, just the natural progression of streaming. As right? life does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but I was really into it at the time. Um, not that I'm not now, but really into Fortnite and uh, just streaming as much as I possibly could. That's why I said I kind of started with shooters because I was just streaming Fortnite nonstop at the time. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the inspiration for it. Just finding those videos way back in the day and, uh, and wanting to do that. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. I think that that is probably one of the things that, you know, really happens for a lot of streamers, right? Is that you, you get that, that taste of it by watching others and thinking like, I can, I can do this. Like, this is something that the average person can do. It's not like breaking into Hollywood where, you know, you're, you're going to wash dishes for a long time and maybe get a chance at a commercial, but like you can, you could start up streaming whenever you want and anyone can do it. Right. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. That, that kind of to piggyback off of that as well. Uh, my friend T who, you know, Trav, mm -hmm. um, he actually started streaming about a month and a half before me. So that was kind of my kick into gear. Cause I was helping him out with some things at the time, jumping into his streams. And I'm like, I understand how to do this. I'm like, why am I not doing this? I can, yeah. I can do this. So seeing him do it really motivated me. And he's been killing it since he started. He's been, he's done great ever since he started. So seeing him have that audience, I was like, I think I can do that. Let's right. try. You know, <laughs> so we kind of motivated each other in a way. So that actually is a really good segue. Um, you know, do, do you know, like Trav in person? Cause there's a lot of streamers like you're on the East coast. We're both on the West coast over here. We've never met in person, but having, having this type of communication nowadays, you know, discord or the streams and everything like that feels like it really brings us really close together. And I feel like you and I become friends over the last couple of weeks to months, but you know, is Trav somebody that you knew in, in real life? I grew up three houses down from Travis. Wow. Okay. So, yes. Wow. <laughs> I've known Travis since I was five years old. So yeah. Um, yeah. How many, how many fellow streamers do you actually know in real life? Is he one of the only ones or I, he's one of the few, um, Jeff, who we played with the other day, he used mm -hmm. to stream a little bit. I know Jeff, I've known him since 2008, I think. Um, I, I think Trav is really the only one. There might be a couple other mutuals that I'm not thinking of at this current point, but like he's, he's really the only, you know, streamer I can think of at this point point in time that i know in real life i guess nice okay and it's, it's really similar for me like i know too and uh but you know the the community that streaming is built is is really kind of something special because it's like i think that we spend so much time talking to each other that you know you, you really kind of build friendships similar to like uh you know xbox live back in the day when you and I were, were both starting out and, and really playing and getting into these online multiplayers, like you build these little online communities of people that you've never met. And it's really something special. I think it's something that brings us together through gaming. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great comparison is Xbox Live because I think of, you know, back 10 years ago when I'd be playing with people, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that I just don't hear from anymore, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's the person who logged off. There's always that meme. I'm sure you've seen right. Your friend who logged off Xbox and you never heard from him again or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, 
that type of situation. But then there's also lifelong friendships. I mean, uh, Jeff, like I said, I've known him since 2008, but he lives in the West Coast in Canada. So I see him once every three years or so. Wow. Um, but then being able to play games with him online, you know, I talk to him two, three times a week. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a great connection. And then also just meeting new people as well, finding a lot of people, especially through streaming, uh, not just gaming. I mean, gaming for sure, but streaming as a whole, I've met a lot, a lot of people that, you know, whether viewers, other streamers, just content creators, whatever it may be, I've met a lot of people. And it's a, it's a wild thing, uh, being able to, to have that connection, especially in an industry that's as, as still relatively new and niche as what we have here. So I gotta tell you too, I, um, there's another streamer, um, who I was talking to the other day, she had posted, um, that there was like an internet outage or whatever. And it was in my area, Southeast of the state I'm in. And I was like, wait, you live over here? So I messaged her. I'm like, hey, this is going to sound really weird. This is where I live, the city. I'm like, are you far from there? Because I saw your post and I was like, what? And she's like, oh my gosh, I live here. She lives like 20 minutes from me. That's it's crazy to think that there's people that like, you know, I probably never would have even, you know, known or that, you know, I would think that she just lives in Florida, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of crazy to think that there's still, there's probably somebody, you know, five blocks away from me who also streams. Right. If that makes sense. It's definitely like, it's becoming a bigger thing for people to do and a more you know, socially acceptable is the right word. Cause it never was not like socially acceptable, but right. it's not like, like I said, 10 years ago, I didn't tell people because it was nerdy. Now, if mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I stream for fun. People be like, okay, cool. Oh yeah. I, I, I like watching so-and-so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Do you ever drive through neighborhoods and like see windows that are lit up with like purple or blue or red behind them? yeah there's a house that's like <laughs> it's like six or seven houses down from me and they've got that type of like purple lighting and i'm always like they just like chilling are they streaming what's going on here right right <laughs> it's one of two things like are you netflix and chilling or are you on Warzone right now pretty much so. <laughs> i took the trash out on uh on wednesday night and i looked over across the park and i saw the the houses on the street next to it and i'm sitting there i'm like you there's got to be some like on air sign up there because mm-hmm. right? there there's the purple lights in the background with a little bit of shade of red like they're you're, they're obviously streaming or right or doing something pretty fun they're going for that harris heller color palette in the background yeah. <laughs> so, uh ed what's uh what's a question that you had okay so we've we talked uh, you know a lot about how you kind of got into it and evolved uh where you're at you know kind of now but Let's talk about even further back before YouTube. What games did you play? Oh man, if you're going that far back, I'm like seven years old, right? We're talking 10 years ago. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> With that super deep voice. Yep. <laughs> uh, so growing up, I, I mean, for the most part, it's kind of interesting before Xbox 360, like Xbox Live. I pretty much only played sports games really growing up. I was never like a huge gamer and I don't want to like gatekeep gaming because I play sports games. So if you only play Madden, it's the only video game you play and you like it. You're still it's a, game. a gamer. Yeah. yeah. Know, it's a video game. I don't care. Um, but growing up, yeah, I really liked sports games. Um, and I played a lot of Mario as a kid too and things like that. Um, I, I dabbled in things for sure. I definitely played games as a kid, but 
um, mostly sports games. And then, you know, getting older, I actually played the first online game I played was the original counter strike, um, wow. on counter strike. And I was like, this is sick. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, never had, uh, the regular Xbox. So I didn't play like halo online uh, as halo two. Halo two is on the original one, right? Um, that's not 360, wow. right? <clears throat> I'm trying to see from here. I want to think it was a 360 title. Was it a 360? And I can I can Google it real quick to check. I was thinking it was regular Xbox, but um, yeah, I didn't get into like online gaming then until like 360 came out. Um, I had a 360 like for a year, then eventually got live. My cousin actually used to uh, come over and bring his 360 over to bring Guitar Hero and Call of Duty Four. So <laughs> there you go playing call of duty 4 online on his xbox live that's when i learned i'm like oh crap i love this it like reminded me a lot of counter-strike obviously it's nothing like counter-strike but at the time playing when you don't know right shooters or anything like that you're just playing online messing around right so i'm playing call of duty 4 and i'm like oh my god it was just hitting an itch that needed to be scratched so (laughs) uh yeah growing up it was mostly sports games with you know dabbling in goofy platformers here and there I'm trying to think what else Pokemon was huge for me as a kid still now mm-hmm. still obsessed with Pokemon. Um, yeah, I, I think Pokemon might've been the first game I played um, very consistently like Pokemon red. Um, I know that the first console we had was a Nintendo 64. I remember getting it for Christmas. I remember it very vividly being at my grandparents' house Um and they had an Atari actually, so they were, we were playing the Atari. Oh wow! Like the old school Atari. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was like just a setup to be like, are they gonna like this or not? So then, like later that night, they're like, "And we got you this for Christmas." It's the Nintendo sixty four playing Mario sixty four. I remember it very vividly. Um, but I might have got my Game Boy Color before then. I can't remember which one came first. So it was either Mario sixty four or uh, or Pokemon Red was like the first game I really really got into. Nice. You've actually answered uh, one of the next questions that I had, which was the original video game you had. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I like it. Um, I want to you know, just mention over to chat here real quick. Uh, Clearly, Kev uh, is in here saying Halo 2 was on the OG Xbox. Also, hi, Dean. Uh, And then uh, Dinkster also confirming Halo 2 is on the original Xbox. So thank you. Yeah, it's wild thinking that those were that far behind or that far back. I remember the original Halo being on Xbox because it was that launch title, but even Halo 2 being original Xbox and kind of how game changing that game was, especially with like the dual wielding and the soundtrack and everything was just so crazy. And you just got done for the first time playing through both Halo and Halo 2, right? Yeah, correct. Yep. How was that? Wow. It was it was an experience. Yeah. I definitely, I it was, it's tough always to go back and look at something. And it was the remastered version, of course, too. Um, I didn't play the originals, um, mm-hmm. but it's tough going back and playing a game that's so old that is revolutionary for the time and playing it now. And you're like, this kind of is lame. But yeah. Like, also still, you know, trying to keep in that mindset, like, okay, this back then I'm trying to remember what I played. I played GoldenEye. So I'm like, mm-hmm. how does this compare to GoldenEye? You know, and it's obviously a significant improvement with dual joysticks. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Halo one's kind of, um, it's a good campaign. But it's kind of just there if that makes sense it's just kind of there's not a, a ton of story to it it's very much like alien bad kill aliens 
Halo 2 had a little <laughs> bit more substance to it, but there was also some gameplay issues I had where like you're sitting, um, you'll be like waiting for a level and it's just kind of like clear this area out and then eventually it moved to the next part. Very wave-based. Wave but that said, I still like thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm like, these are really good. I see why people like them. It's not going to be like an all-timer for me, but it's definitely a good game. Yeah. I remember that multiplayer was the big thing for a lot of us with Halo, right? That was really what opened up the floodgates for people getting involved with it. And you're right, the first Halo, if you look at it, is by all comparisons, kind of a generic space shooter, right? But it was the dual joystick and getting in and having that fun multiplayer that was very tight compared to Goldeneye, where you're trying to use one thumbstick and a D-pad to run around and that was then horrible. trying to shoot at the same time and use your other finger to try and push buttons. It was so difficult with that. And then being able to, to really use that two joystick. Um, and then you're right. I think, I think they realized like, Oh shit, like we actually have something really good here with halo. Why don't we expand upon that? And all of a sudden halo two came out and improved in basically every capacity. And it's just one of those things that for me having originally played it, it's that it's one of those games that sticks with me forever, right? Like I will always and forever love Halo because I have those memories. Am I going to go back and play them? Probably not. But I remember how much I loved it when I played it. And that's what I think is important about gaming a lot. Well, that's what I was saying too. Uh, kind of changing subject and going back before. I was wondering if the original, or not the original, but Halo 2 was on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Because it had multiplayer on that, right? Then, so yeah, it had, yeah. That's where I was getting with that. That I kind of missed that wave because I remember people in. I think I was in middle school at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I was in middle school. Maybe, maybe I think early we were high school. Yeah, middle school. Um, but I remember people playing it, and I'm like, you know, I hadn't touched it, so I kind of missed that wave there of the online gaming. Got in a little bit later, but that was kind of. I I, I think that maybe. For me, and again, this might be a rose-colored glasses thing, I feel like that was more of the golden era of gaming for us. But then again, I kind of like what we have now because you have more more options in how you game, right? Like the muting is a lot easier. Your party chat is a lot easier. Just being able to hang out with your friends and not deal with all the toxicity and bullshit that you tend to get in a lot of the earlier shooters um, is, is really good. So... Uh, I I really don't know what I would prefer, you know, gaming, multiplayer gaming now compared to back then. Um, all I know is that I love it. Well, see, for me, it's very, it's very dependent on the game. So for shooters, I'm I'm straight up like, sorry, coach, couch co-op is cool and all, but it's not meant for shooters. I don't want to play on a split screen, tiny window, mm-hmm. a blanket over my head, covering you know the bottom, so I'm not screen peeking. Or I used to do that. <laughs> yep. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's no. But like, if we're playing Mario Party or or Mario Kart, apparently only Mario games, but you know, something like right. that, you know, something goofy or chill, you know, that I prefer couch co-op. Um, even like I, I've played zombies before call of duty zombies, hmm. uh, co-op, like, you know, sit next to each other. That's kind of fun. Um, it's definitely easier again when you have more screen real estate on a not split screen, but right. things like that. But if you're playing anything competitive or just like, I mean, I guess shooters don't always have to be competitive, but, um, if you're playing something like that, I don't, I don't know. It's not for me. I don't like that. I prefer the online aspect. I, I do too. I like it a lot. I like the, I like playing with others. So that's actually going to end up being a question later for us, but we'll get back into it. So, um, 
you know, one of the things I wanted to ask is you've got almost 500 followers on Twitter right now, uh, almost the same amount of followers on Twitch. Uh, what are you doing, uh, you know, in your time since since getting on the platform that has helped you build that online community and that that viewership? I can tell you not enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was here. I was hearing you guys talk last time, or maybe it was two podcasts ago. You're kind of talking about using different platforms to grow TikTok, YouTube, whatever it may be. I think you guys are really talking about TikTok. Um, not enough of that, I could tell you. But I mean, for my growth, I, I think a lot of it has come down to, um, you know, just longevity, being around for so long. It's kind of helped me. Consistency is very key. People have said that for sure. I'm sure mm -hmm. you've heard that you know, getting into streaming. Um, I've had a lot of breaks off and on in between these three years, but for the most part, I've been pretty consistent or at least, you know, if I'm not going to stream for two weeks, I would tell people, you know, um, and I think people appreciate that consistency or that honesty as well. Um, as far as what I've done to grow though, like I said, it's, it's really just kind of connecting with other people and meeting different streamers. Like MCB, you came into my stream one day, or Shane, sorry, I guess the, the show was. <laughs> I used to call any of that. Um, Shane, you came into my stream one day and I, I still don't know where you found the channel. I think it was House T. Um, but it's things like that where you meet, just meet people, you know, and then you try, you know, if somebody comes into your channel, you try to connect with them, try and have a conversation with them. Um, you know, my mindset has always been, I mean, I've had, I think the most viewers I've had in my channel ports Seventy or something like that, and, you know, the lowest obviously being one or zero, whatever it may be. But it's just treating a chat, treating the people who are, you know, taking the time out of their day to watch you, the same way, no matter whether you have that seventy or one viewer. I agree. Um, you want to know what's funny is that you probably have to have the stream up to to see this, but I'm going to show it to chat. Um, you're asking how I met you and I can tell you exactly where it is on <laughs> on T's uh, it's uh, OXTXO that's his Twitter uh, on his banner is a screenshot that I took for him during one of his streams and I think it was you coming in and you gave him a, a, a ton of bits and I think, I think it's my it's my resub actually it might be I, yeah and yep, I, <laughs> your name is in my screenshot <laughs> Gotcha. saying super gimp dean welcome to house tea and uh, i remember seeing that and just laughing because i was like shit not only did i get tea doing that but i managed to get you in the screenshot yeah he was doing the spit take there i, mm -hmm. I resubbed whatever amount of months in a row it was at the time 36 months whatever you know i've i've been subbed to him since he started since the first day he got affiliate so i just keep you know every now and then or whenever he streams i'll you know hit my resub and it'll be like oh my right. god you know <laughs> so I, re I do remember that vividly that's awesome that's how you found me Interesting. yeah that's pretty i, I that's thought pretty it good. was through t i just didn't know in what capacity yep it was that stream awesome. by supporting <laughs> another streamer isn't yeah. that crazy just yeah. subbed him just subbed to people for 36 months if you want people to find you <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> take out a small business loan now yeah well, you know, I have a question for you, Dean. So you were talking about how you've been doing this, you know, uh, as this has been going on over time, off and on, you've been taking little breaks from, you know, one of the things that I always struggle with is work-life balance and just getting away from the computer. How important is taking a break from streaming for you? It can be pretty huge. I've definitely, I mean, a lot of my breaks have been, you know, things going on in my life, whether I'm, 
in a bad state in a bad state of mind or just need a break or just don't feel like playing games you know um the big thing obviously people are watching on the stream right now see that i'm not on camera for mm -hmm. me at least is like that can be exhausting for me at times i'm not like uh I, I don't know like i have a presence and i don't mind being on on camera but at the same time it's i need to take those breaks when i have them you know what i mean like so I'm streaming three days a week. I don't want to be on camera any other day of the week. No offense to, to you guys or if that sounds weird, but no, no, no. <laughs> that, and that's why it's no, a good question. That's why it's a really good question. Cause you're right. It, it's being a personality can take a lot out of you. At the end of the day for me, Ed, um, this isn't a career. It's not what I'm doing to make my income. So I can't put it before myself if I need to take time. I think that's the best way I can put it. Um, if you need to take time for yourself, you have to take it because at the end of the day, this is not, you know, what's making you live. If that makes sense, I don't know, but it's not your living and it's not, um, it's, it's a passion. It's not your life. So right. at the end of the day, you just got to take breaks sometimes. Nah, I completely agree. Cool. And you see people on Twitter all the time that are saying that they're like, man, I'm really burnt out and stuff. And I just don't know if I can do it. And oh, it's, it's hard for me to push the button. And it's like, why? Like, don't, why, let's not let it get that far, right? Normalize taking breaks. You take vacations from work. Exactly. Don't, don't make streaming be work unless you're, like you said, getting fucking paid for it. And even then, if you're getting paid for it, you still have the right to take vacations, right? I think that's probably exactly. one of the, that's, that's probably one of the harder parts about being a content creator though. Cause I've seen Markiplier before, uh, where he talks about how he's worried about taking breaks because he thinks that the discoverability on that platform, if you're gone for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and you're not putting out constant daily videos, they'll move on to the next person, right? They'll, they'll move on to the next PewDiePie and forget about you. And that's, that's got to be a really tough environment. That's, that's the catch 22 with what we were talking about earlier about how this isn't like Hollywood. So there is so many different options that you can and will move on from. Um, you know, you're going to have a streamer that you enjoy watching that you're eventually, you're not going to watch them anymore. You're going to find somebody else you enjoy because fortunately maybe they took a break or they disappeared for a little bit, but you know, depending on the size of your channel and what it means to you, I guess, or I don't know if that's the right phrasing, but um, yeah, just depending on where you're at in your streaming career, it, it, that kind of dictates on what time you're going to take off, I guess, or how you're going to do it. Um, but yeah, it, definitely discoverability and just, I, I know I've heard before from like Tim, the tap man, he's like, I got to go for a, a vacation for the mm -hmm. weekend. So there, there goes 20,000 subs Yeah, uh, because it's a very, what have you done for me lately? So people are not going to sub to you if you're not there. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't get point. eyes on you if you're not there. Yeah. And that's it. And that's a really, that's a stressful environment, right? Like having it feel like you're at that mercy of the viewer, mm -hmm. but it's the nature of the game, right? It's like, you know, are you, are you having the nine to five job that stresses you out because you got someone breathing down your neck or are you having the streamer job where you're stressing out because people want to be breathing down your neck and watching you do what you're doing. So it, it's a, it's an interesting Jeez, way, yeah. way of it. Button mashers in chat says that's the unfortunate truth of streaming. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's 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 part of the game i guess you could say so interesting uh what's one thing you wish you had known when you began streaming 
That's a tough question. Um, I, I think that I was prepared for it in that I knew that it was more work than it seems because I think a lot of non-streamers look at it and say, oh, it's not that hard. You're just playing video games, you know, putting a camera in front of your face. Uh, I would say probably is not worry about your quality as much, ironically, because uh, you're saying that I have great quality at the beginning and I appreciate that. But like, uh, you need you need good quality audio more than you need quality video. Mm -hmm. um, that is the more important thing. That's something I learned in school, actually. I went to school for uh, filmmaking, actually, and that's the one thing I learned is that people will watch something with bad or with good audio with bad visuals, but they will not watch something with bad audio and good visuals for the most part. There's yeah. exceptions, artsy exceptions, of course, but if you sound like shit, people are not going to watch you. <laughs> so. I think uh, I think I've always had decent sounding audio, but if I would have known sooner, I would have invested in that a little bit sooner um, to make that sound better. I'm trying to think though; it's a tough question to ask on the spot. I guess um, that's why I ask yeah, it. Because I oh, no. what, the, what the hell, dude? Stop! I don't know. I, I think you're right. I, I think the best uh, probably one of the best um, analogies for it is. When you're driving down the road and your radio starts to go staticky, how quickly are you going to change the channel to something that's more clear? Yep, hundred percent. And it's the same thing when you're, you know, when you're watching a streamer. If you come on and it sounds clean, like what we have, not to toot my own horn, but we do, then you're much more likely to be on that instead of going to a channel. You're not going to, you're not going to sit there and listen to that. And it's, it's really tough. So, um, I think it's a, a great thing is, you know, work your audio to have it as clean as you can be. And I know it can't always be perfect as you so succinctly pointed out, not everyone can, you know, uh, buy an SM seven B right. But there are options that are out there that are much, much cheaper and you can still get really quality results and having a focus on that keeps people in because people don't want to blow their ears out with the whole time. Right. I think another thing too, I was thinking about this while you're talking about that is I had another friend who got affiliate recently. Um, and what happened with them was the same thing that happened with me. Right. So you have all your friends coming in, you know, subbing to you, dropping bits. The first day you get affiliate. The first day I hit affiliate was the most money I've ever made on streaming. Mm -hmm. and the same thing happened to him. And I think I remember at the very beginning at that time, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm going to make this amount every day. Dang. You know, right. having that mindset to know that you're not going to do that. Don't dig into the analytics because you know, the next week, you know, you're down back to three, five viewers mm -hmm. stream as opposed to those 20, 25, you know, with X amount of bits and X amount of subs, it's not going to happen unless you are, incredibly incredibly talented i guess but um you know those are those are exceptions there's exceptions to every rules right but yeah um yeah i think not digging into the analytics too much at the very beginning and the money that you're making out of it if you are making money out of it um because i got affiliate super fast or at least seemed super fast for me um i think i got it two three weeks after starting streaming holy granted, shit wow. granted i was streaming a lot and i yeah. have friends you know i can be like can you please just put this on <laughs> in the background thanks you know so like sure so i got fortunate to hit that and then you know 
got a lot in the beginning and then the next you know three weeks after i'm like well shit i suck at this but it's not really that obviously i uh you're making me laugh because it took me a couple of months to get there and then you say well i've got friends i'm like fuck you so do i man no at the time i had a lot of friends who were interested in twitch is that that's a better Mm -hmm. analogy i think that's yeah four years ago right three years ago whatever it was so i mean fortnite was popping then Mm -hmm. you know it was easier to get people to be like hey watch this because it was twitch still wasn't huge then um it wasn't uh it it didn't blow up till ninja played with drake right Mm -hmm. playing fortnite with drake oh yeah it yeah. became just straight up mainstream since then. So at that time I was streaming before then it was still, I mean, it was definitely growing. Obviously I think you could see that, but it was easier to have people that would want to watch it because there was less on the platform. Yeah, you're exactly right. And uh, it's, you know, you mentioned it again at the beginning where, um, five, 10 years ago, it wasn't normal to hear someone say they were a streamer without thinking they were a huge dork. And now it's, it's a lot more mainstream, especially in the time of COVID. I think it's one of the best things that happened from COVID and there's not very many good things that happen. Um, but honestly, I think seeing that the, um, the normalization of streaming has been a, a really huge benefit. And it's, it's one of those things that it allows people to express themselves and get out there and do something and feel connected, which is really cool. Um, I got a shout out to chat again. Uh, so ghosty, uh, says you hear that from everyone though, about the viewer counts. If you focus only on the numbers, it's going to destroy you. I completely agree. Um, and then button masher says I turn the viewer count off when I stream to help keep myself from obsessing over the numbers. And I love that. I hear it quite a bit. And I honestly, for me personally, I think that it's a really, really good piece of advice, especially for newer streamers, because it did used to crush me, especially in the beginning. And like you said, Dean, that very first day of affiliate. I made some money and I've never made that amount of money since then. And it was still, every time I'd get in, I would check and and look at those numbers and be like, okay, I'm going to make that kind of money today. And I, and I wasn't, and I'm looking at viewer counts that are lower and it's like, well, shit, you know, what am I doing? And then I rem- I, I try to start remembering, like I got in, I got into streaming to have fun, not to just make money. I came in to have fun and have other people have fun with me. That's why my viewer count is off right now. I was actually surprised to get in and um, you know check the dashboard and see that we were at double digits there uh, on the viewer count just a minute ago, and you know it, it's like hey that's a, an awesome surprise. Thank you all for you know being here and listening, and um, we appreciate it. So uh, Ed, what what have you got for the next question? Yeah, so uh, Dean, you know you talked. Uh, we were talking uh, about your past and how you started off doing the multiplayer Call of Duty and whatnot, and you've move more toward the single player mode what what do you like streaming i mean what what games are you currently streaming right now that you like the most or that you tend to favor personally for you not as a streamer talking about those numbers and the subscribers that you guys are just talking about so if we're talking strictly like if i'm just having the most fun i still have the most fun in terms of not even streaming just playing video games playing online shooters uh, Warzone right now. Uh, Fortnite kind of sucks right now, unfortunately. Um, but I enjoyed Fortnite so much in the beginning streaming. Um, those those games. Um, but as far as like streaming, I actually really do enjoy playing the single player games. Um, what I've kind of done with my channel is I built this niche or this uh, this brand of it's me trying to complete my backlog. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the backlog that I have is 
essentially infinite because there's so many games that I want to play. <laughs> right. New right. games that always come out. So I'm always having something to play. Um, what I find is it's a lot easier to focus, um, to pause a game, right? And talk to somebody in chat. If somebody's in there wanting to have a conversation with you, or you can play off things that are happening in the game. I find it more easy to do that. Whereas in an online game, I'm like, I want to say that I'm like a serious person, like in online shooters, but I like winning and I like doing good. Agreed. I'm playing like shit. I don't feel good about stream or how I'm playing. You know, it just brings the mood down. Mm-hmm. So then I get in that mindset where it's harder to stream because I'm frustrated with myself uh, or with the game, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I'm focused, so it's harder to talk with chat. So I prefer streaming single player games at this point. That's kind of why I actually moved to that. But I'll tell you when I was streaming Fortnite at its peak and, you know, had friends playing with me every day or, or you know, one person or even just doing solos. That was the most fun I've ever had streaming. And that was what got me so interested in it. Interesting. Awesome. I like it a lot. So like you said, the backlog is, is huge for you because there's so many that you want. And now uh, we, I feel like we rep it every single time it comes in and at some point they need to sponsor the show, but I know that you're a, a game pass member for Xbox and now we have all these other games to add to the backlog, right? It's a, it's an actual like really good time to be a gamer and for like you said a single player gamer it's really great because it's not just getting in and doing multiplayer and only talking to the chat when you're constantly in the gulag in warzone right right, right yeah. <laughs> constantly that's how I felt the other night dude oh you and i played the other night and that's how I, I you know i can go one night and be getting six eight kills a game and then that night it was like zero to one every single game it's like fuck like can we have something go right and th- those are tough streams when you're getting in that situation where you're like, can something go right so I can put on a show? Because that's what people want. They don't want to see me sitting in the gulag. They don't want to see me on the start screen again because I've died for the millionth time, unless it's a rager like Cuphead. But, you know, <laughs> you, you, you want to you put on a show. For sure. And that's, that's the thing with streaming. Uh, another thing, just kind of going back in where you said it is... Um, you know, it's not like Hollywood where it's, you know, you're, you're, you know, it's limited and who can do it. But the issue is it is limited and who's going to be extremely successful because it takes so much in terms of, I kind of relate it to being a rock star. You have to be extremely talented at something and you have to be a little bit lucky. Right. But with gaming, you know, when you're playing, um, you have to either be really good or you have to be really freaking entertaining. So if you're in the gulag, you know, every five seconds and you're frustrated and then you feel like you can't perform as you said, or, you mm-hmm. know, carry the stream in terms of your personality. That's when you're at your lowest for sure. Yeah. I definitely agree with that because of that. Um, you know, if you're not the best player in the world, you gotta be entertaining and that's right. difficult when you get in those, those, uh, those moments. I agree. Yeah. You, you've got to be able to have that personality, right. And be able to consistently be, on because you're trying to deliver a product at all times and it's one of the harder parts of streaming sure so we're going to do a little uh switcheroo over here and we're going to do our desert island question that you may have seen in last week's episode uh assuming that you had all the stuff that you needed to be able to operate the equipment right what is the one game you would take with you if you were stranded on a desert island i'm thinking about this give me one second okay uh, naturally, I want to pick my favorite game of all time, right? But I don't know if it's the right answer. 
Well, I mean, the right answer is your answer. I know, I know. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm thinking like, though, is it the right answer? Because I'm going to finish it multiple times. Um, yeah, so that replayability this, factor, man. That, right. Oh. In this instance, you're saying everything is theoretically going right. Like, so I'm going to get updates for it or no. Is it one? Yeah, game? yeah. You can't you can't use the system to get off the island, right? You're, you're stuck on the island. But everything else is, is good. You have the electricity, you have the updates, you have the internet. fluid, all yes. that. Yes. Okay. But you're not getting off the island. And you I'm can only have game, one game. I am going to go with a game that neither of you have heard of, and I almost guarantee it. Okay. It is called Eastside Hockey Manager, and it is a hockey simulation game. <laughs> really? Yep. I'm going to invest time in that. I, uh, have a, I don't even know how many hours I have in that, but I have a lot. And essentially, all it is is it's a simulation game where you're managing. Um, and the reason I'm going to take this is because I think it's going to keep my skills sharp on this island where I'm micromanaging in this video game. <laughs> and I'm also going to be able to translate that to the island, keeping my brain sharp, staying on top of things. Still getting my updates for the game, you know, get my new rosters every year, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be able to uh, stay sharp and, and keep going, keep moving. Uh, my favorite game of all time is Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver. I thought about picking it, but like I feel like if I'm on an island for the rest of my life, third playthrough, fourth playthrough after you know two months, I'm like I'm kind of done with this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm probably gonna be like that with any game, honestly, but potentially, right? But that's an interesting you, one. I didn't pull it up there. Yep, I screen shared it for you. A very niche thing that nobody is going to pick. I can almost guarantee you will never get that answer you got on stream. So. But you think that and would it, that would last different. you for years on the on the island, huh? That game came out in 2007. I still dabble. So. Okay. Interesting. I like it. That's a great great one. So Ghosty over here saying big brain in the chat. So he, he plays, agrees. Right? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Sadder. I'm gonna pick something like Cooking Mama, so I remember how to cook or some shit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, so before we get into our lightning round questions, Ed, have you got another one that you wanted to uh, present? Man, I, I'm so excited for the lightning round. <laughs> I've been thinking about that one all day, Shane. I'll be honest, but you know, I, I do have, I do it. Yeah, exactly. You're in for Dean. Um, I, I do have one question for you, Dean. So, what game that's on the horizon are you looking forward to playing the most? Ooh, good one. <laughs> no pun intended, but Horizon. <laughs> Midwest. The new <laughs> I'd really Man. want to play that. Um, coming up though, here there's actually a lot of games. May is going to be big for me. Um, uh, there's Resident Evil 8 or Village, whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. Re yep. Returnals coming out. I'm excited to play that. Uh, Pokemon Snap, the uh, the remake of that. They're remaking uh, Pokemon Snap. Yep. On the ah, Switch. Sweet. We'll get that. that. And then uh, Pokemon the uh, what is it? Pokemon. Generation 4. I don't know why I can't think of what the, the names of them are right now, but the remakes of those are coming out in September, wow. October, I think. So those, those are kind of, to answer your question, that's a lot of games, but Forbidden West, and then actually I just remembered the game I'm actually most excited for is uh, the new God of War. That is what I'm most excited mm, for. It doesn't okay. have a release date yet. But okay, I was going to say, do they announce they're releasing that? No, but they didn't. Well, they announced that it's it's a thing. It's in the works. Okay. It's a, God of War Ragnarok, but it's not, uh, it doesn't have release date or any of that yet. Okay. I forgot about that until I was talking about Horizon Zero or Forbidden West. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. God of War is a PlayStation game. Uh, all right. All right. Chat agrees with you with God of War on top. Nice. That. 
All right, Dean, it is time for our lightning round. Round one. You ready? Yeah. No. <laughs> Invisibility or super strength? Visibility. The last song you downloaded or liked on Spotify? Something EDM. I don't know what it was. Okay. And would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? I'm going to lose either way. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds horse-sized ducks. A hundred horse-sized ducks? You really think so? I'm going to run them over with my wheelchair, which, by the way, <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this that has listened. I do have a physical disability. We, we didn't talk about that at the top, but I'm going to run those fucking ducks over. So I'm not gonna run <laughs> in a death battle, that's my maneuver. Okay, I like that. I just uh, pictured a bunch of giant rubber duckies tweaking <laughs> as you yeah. run them over. Gonna, there's there's zero chance I'm gonna beat a horse sized duck like that big. So I think I have better odds that you know the smaller ones. Okay, I'm gonna lose either way, but take down a bigger percentage of sorry. I'm gonna take down a bigger percentage of the the hundred duck sized horses. Wait, yeah, duck sized right. horses. Then the one you know I'm gonna take like a leg out maybe. If I'm lucky. <laughs> I think you'd be good. I just I wonder like. Yeah, I guess a duck could would probably peck pretty hard if it was horse sized, right? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I did not mention it because I wasn't sure if it was my place or not. Uh, but you you do have it on your Twitch uh and, and Twitter that you it's are name, dude. Right. Super yeah. Gimp. Right. Um, you know, and, and I, I wasn't sure if you wanted to bring that up, but um before I continue on with my lightning round, um I always wanted to know, like, how is how has gaming uh, helped you out um, with with working through the disability? I, I would say it's definitely given me something to do. Um, there's obviously, you know, like I said, I grew up playing a lot of sports games. Well, growing up, there wasn't a lot of options for me to actually play physical sports. So being able to get into that um, definitely gave me an outlet, I guess. Um, and then definitely as games have become more normalized in terms of online games, it's something that I'm not great at, but I'm good at in terms of online games. So like being able to play those with friends and be better than them at something where they're going mm -hmm. to succeed at something else that I'm not going to. So it's given me that type of thing um, to help. And then obviously just, you know, maintaining friendships and stuff. But I think that goes further than the disability. That's just life, right? All of us here just being able to, to communicate with people and see our friends and pl not see, but hang out with our friends in some capacity, but it definitely helps with both aspects. I agree. Absolutely. And I, I do have to say, um, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because I've watched more than enough of your streams to say that, uh, you know, you're saying that you're, you're maybe not that good at it. And that's a fucking lie. Cause no, no, I've I watched your I'm movement. Good. I said, I'm good. Yeah. I said, I'm good. I'm just not great. <laughs> I don't, I mean, going back to so ghosty saying big brain, I think that your movement and your, um, your tactical brain, right. When you're playing is very much on display with how good you are, because especially in Warzone and cold war, I mean, you're better than, than a lot of keyboard players I've seen when it comes to movement. So it's, it's a, a really, it's really fun watching you. So yeah, I mean, give yourself the credit because you're better than a lot of, of regular players that I've seen. Thank you. I appreciate that. But after fucking 15 years of playing Call of Duty, <laughs> I'm going to be good. <laughs> but I do Taking appreciate this that. Taking this long. Yeah. 
what's your preferred controller? Uh, I use a scuff impact right now. I have a really, you know, there's sneaker heads. I'm a controller head. If that's a thing, okay. I have way too many damn controllers that I don't need. Um, but I use my scuff impact the most. Nice. Is that Xbox or DualShock? It's a DualShock one. My nice. favorite controller of all time is the Xbox 360 controller, though. The Duke? Not, no, no. Oh, no, no. That was the 16. original Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. No, no, not that, not that piece of shit. No. The Duke? Don't talk bad about that. Dude, I have small hands, <laughs> small <laughs> handicap hands. It ain't working on that stupid, well, massive controller is bigger than my fucking head, <laughs> and I have a massive head. But that's how everyone felt when we were kids. Not me. <laughs> yeah, not, not this genetic freak. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a new King Kong movie that's coming out. King Kong Godzilla, Shane. Yep, yep. So, all right, round two. Uh, single player or multiplayer? Multiplayer. Pizza or burgers? Burgers. Favorite Twitch streamer? Tim Tapman. Okay, there we go. I like that. Tim Tim is great. I watch him daily. I don't get to watch a lot of Twitch anymore, unfortunately, but I do watch his YouTube highlight videos, which... It's basically a Twitch stream, right? It is. It's just not live. So I watch him and Nick Merckx all the time now. There, I like them a lot. Um, I, 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 I got a question for you. Although chat, by the way, is very angry that you like pizza know, over it's burgers. Go, it's it's Jarek. So go see. <laughs> I know Don't you worry. Um, so Tim and Nick, as far as streaming go, are pretty similar in personality, right? Um, what's your take on Cloaksy? I, I remember when Cloak joined, he joined a game with, it might have been Ninja and Tim, I don't remember who he was playing with, of Fortnite, like, you know, two years ago or whatever. And I was like, this guy's so dumb, but uh-huh. like, in a funny in a funny way. And he reminded me of, he's just like a goofball. I don't know. He's fine. He's cool. I don't watch his YouTube videos, and I mm-hmm. don't think I would, I've tried to watch his streams before, and if cloak you happen to see this or hear the stream for whatever reason <laughs> i have no issues with it. it's not my cup of tea yeah but he's funny he he's an extra element that adds into it and he's freaking good i mean he's he's really good i i think that's probably the hardest part is like i like watching his gameplay because i know he's good but I've, he's like you said not my cup of tea right i prefer tim and nick style over cloak just constantly being mad and saying that everyone is worse than him when he's dying to them yeah but uh <laughs> It's it's an interesting uh, aspect having him in that group, especially since he elevates their play. Like, I mean, Nick, you said that the Nick and Tim are kind of similar personality. I don't think that they are. Really, I think Tim's more of the the dad goofy jokester guy. Nick takes things competitive, but Nick can be an asshole at times, like completely. True. But you know, some people like that and find it funny, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with it. Uh, there's definitely been times where I'm watching. I'm like, damn, he's like kind of mean but he owns up to it at least he knows who he is right so. i think that's but i don't think that they're I, I think they work well with each other but i don't think that they're the same type of creator or, or type of humor but i think they work well with each other that's fair i can i can get down with that um i think that i think that their personalities are perfect for each other you know yeah they're, they're, exactly. they're that that couple that really works together and when they're split apart you really notice it I did you I, I doubt it because you you're not into Fortnite, right? You never were. No, I did don't. Ever, I'll I'll watch the streams every once in a while, but I never played it. I remember actually the very first time they played together, they played Fortnite together. It was like a big deal at the time. They did not click very well at first. Really? Tim 
Tim didn't know that Nick's just an asshole. So okay. They did not mesh very well at first. I'll see if I can find the video. It's pretty old, but there's a YouTube video of it somewhere. Okay. I'll send you it. It was interesting. It, you'll probably see a huge difference now, but interesting. I'd like to see that and see how that that relationship development develops. And I think that's a big part of of Twitch now because we have talked about this on on prior streams is that collaboration is like the new meta for Twitch and that you've got if you want to succeed and and grow in any way, collaboration has to be a huge part of it. So those three, four people working together, I think really gives them a, a solid corner of the market when it comes to Twitch. Yeah, and it's been like that forever. I mean, like, you know, CSGO, you know, those guys would play with each other when that was the biggest game in 2015, 14, mm-hmm. whatever it was. I feel like the the spectrum went CSGO. Actually, probably, probably um, was, the, was the Battle Royale the first one? Can't think of it. I would have I would have said Fortnite in a heartbeat. Uh H1Z1? Yeah, H1Z1. That's it. So it was probably CSGO, H1Z1, PUBG, then Fortnite. Now I guess Warzone's probably the hottest thing out there. Right now, until something new comes out. So but even before that though is what I was getting at though. The CSGO, I mean like I had the streamers who collaborated then, right? Like Shroud mm-hmm. and um Summit. Oh. Right. People like that would collaborate with each other and own like a market, like you said. Yeah. Piece of the pie. I guess they were probably more public like each other, but yeah, it's definitely uh you gotta get people in your niche or to enjoy mm-hmm. the things you do. Because like me as a, a single player streamer, you know, with dabbling into multiplayer. But if I go and play Minecraft, you know, and I try and pull some random Minecraft streamer. They're right. not going to be that interested in it because I don't do that consistently and pull that type of viewership, right. that type of audience. So you got You have to have similar interests or else it doesn't work. Right. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. All right. Makes sense. Round three and final round. Right, you ready? Yep. Pokemon Red, Blue or Pokemon Sword and Shield? Red, Blue. Right. Eight. Halo or Gears of War? I've never played Gears, so Halo. Halo. Warzone or Fortnite? Fortnite. Legend of Zelda or Super Mario? Mario. Do you want to do you want to know something? That's a, okay. Yes, I've never played a Zelda game. Oh, oh man! Yeah. Oh, I knew it was coming. Do you want to hear something that hurts? Going to hurt you even more? Yeah. Breath of the Wild is the most overrated game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I played twenty hours of that game and I fucking hated it. Really sucks <laughs> that's a bad take but uh, i respect it <laughs> uh you're not the first person to say it so i i personally really really liked it but i can see exactly what you mean um especially if you haven't played the other games to have like the backstory with it yeah i so. I've played ocarina of time i've never finished it but i've played ocarina of time played what? it as a kid and played it on the 3ds also as an adult I enjoy oh it. I just, I've never gotten into it enough to finish it, but I played it. So, um, and then I played one. There was one on the Game Boy, like way, way back in the day. I don't know if you have any idea what it is. Oh, uh, Link to the Past? Probably. Probably it. I don't know, but I never finished it again. So, and then obviously okay. didn't finish that steaming pile of shit that is Breath of the Wild. Wow. <laughs> it, I don't even wow. think, let me, let me preface this. So I don't like the game. I think it's overrated, but I don't actually think it's a bad game. I just okay. think that for what people think of it, 
<laughs> what they think it is. It's just not as good as the hype it gets around it. For me, there's so many better open world games that do the same thing. Horizon Zero Dawn is incredibly similar to Breath of the Wild, and it is a million times better. Yeah, it's okay. Interesting. Is that a fair take in some capacity? Maybe if you don't even believe a million times better. <laughs> I mean, Ed could probably tell you more because I haven't played Horizon. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I, I wish I could get further into it, but you know, I have kids, uh, you know, my kids around all the time playing games. You don't have much time, but it's one of those things where it's like, man, just just the story that they set out to tell within the first 10 minutes of that game is just, it's amazing. And that's my issue with, with Breath of the Wild. I mean, yes, there's story there, but it's so much in terms of me lacking substance in terms of narrative because it's like, it puts you in the world. It expects you to know what the world is. And it's like, <laughs> all right, go have at it. Go get it. Some people like that, but I'm like, nope, it's not good. Okay. That uh, that will be a topic of debate, I'm sure. So goes to again in chat. Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is his favorite game. He loves the series, but hey, he too is not a fan of Breath of the Wild. So you've got at least one. Yeah, Jarek is actually that's uh, so ghosty. Jarek, that's what I know, man. That's his real name. Um, he was actually watching when I was streaming that because I streamed Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. Um, I re- he was watching it, so he knows how much I hate that game. I'm going to see if I can find a clip right now while, while you're doing this. Okay. I will, uh, might have been removed from, from the DMCA, you know, tear down uh-huh, sure. every single clip in the world. But mm-hmm. um, there's a clip of me just like screaming at this game. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm yelling, but I just, I just didn't like it, man. All right. Dinkster in chat says Breath of the Wild is the goat. So you have one to one right now. What, I, I'm going to flip the interview back on you guys here. Okay. What is your guys' most overrated game of all time? Most. What's a game that you get some form of hype that you're like, eh, it's not that good? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm trying to think of it. Um, Ed, go first. Mm. Um, dang, that's a tough one. I've played so many horrible games recently <laughs> because of the kids. Um, I think probably the most overrated game that I've played is and I'll have, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but uh, Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Wow. Okay. Again, it's it just, yeah, it's, it's just the same. I mean, I played it when I was younger. I played it for like two hours. Just the, the, the motion of it. This, yeah, I just, I couldn't get into it. I was more of a side-scrolling guy, I guess, at the time. All I right. played it recently. No, not recently, about a year ago, the, the remake of it. That game is significantly harder than I remember. All of those kinds are hard. It is, it is. Crash Bandicoot, though, is like, it is painfully difficult. Yeah. Even even playing like the old Super Mario World, when you realize that Mario is on ice skates, is kind of tough. Uh, I realize what mine is, and I hate to say it out loud, but The Witcher 3. Okay. I I think it's one of the most overrated games out there. I own it. I own the Game of the Year edition, and I cannot bring myself to install it. Because I played it for a little bit on the Xbox, and I hated playing on controller. And it, it just like for some reason I just couldn't quite figure out the mechanics behind it, and I I started to hate it. I was like, well, maybe I'll buy it on PC and try it with a keyboard and mouse and see if it's any better. And I played it for like half an hour, and I was like, oh, I remember why I hate it. <laughs> so 
I, that's interesting. I feel like I need to get into it more and, and try to push through a little bit to learn it, but I just can't. It's just one of those games. Yeah. I played that probably like a year and a half ago, tried to start playing it. I didn't get into it, but I was like playing it. I'm like, okay, I see why people enjoy this. Mm-hmm. So a little bit different of a take, I guess. I didn't. Yeah, I don't. All right. Okay. I can't argue with it because I don't like love it, but mm-hmm. I'm not like uh, interesting. Interesting take. Yeah. I, I have told another you. game. There's two games that I consistently get shit for for disliking. The other one that I really think is not good is Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't played it, but I want to, but I have heard similar things. So that one is just what happened with that. Cause that was supposed to be the second coming. It takes 10 hours to get into the story. So it's not good. <laughs> okay. I notoriously preach this and I will continue to do this for the rest of my life. If a game takes 10 hours to get good, if you tell me, Oh, it gets really good at the 10, 12 hour mark. It's not fucking good. It's not good. If it takes that long to be quality, then it's not quality. Yeah. Because if you have 10 hours of bullshit, that's, you know, not good then um it's just really dry it's not my type of game and that dictates you know my opinion of it in the first place which is fine so i mean what i like might be you know something that ed loves right so um it's my opinion or my style of game that dictates why i dislike it but also i just think it's very dry and very people say it has such a great story but i just I was 10 hours in. I'm like, where's the story? I'm yeah. just like, hunt, I'm hunting a rabbit over here. Okay. Tell me play, when it gets good. Play hunting simulator <laughs> 2020 and have the same feel. Right. It wouldn't look as good, but it's the same game. Um, ooh, we got a couple of good ones in chat. Uh, no man's sky. No man's sky is an interesting one because at the beginning, I think you're right. The hype was incredible for it and it was a busted ass game, but then they've worked for what? Three to four years improving it with consistent updates and now no man's sky looks nothing like what was originally released for the most part. So that's, yeah, a, we just, we just got it, uh, downloaded. Haven't played it yet, but between that and outer worlds, man, it's, uh, it's a whole lot of space and over here in our house. So. Yeah. It takes a lot, <laughs> oh, but Hey guys, I definitely appreciate your time. I got to get going. I've got kids that are, uh, running around screaming the around yeah. right now. They heard dad talking about video games. So yeah, they're like, come that on, means dad, it's time to <laughs> awesome. But, hey, it was awesome guys. Thank you so much. You take care and have a great day. See you, bud. All you right. too. Good meeting. Yeah. You. you too. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. Cyberpunk. So Dean, you might be able to, to say a little bit to this. Cause I think you played it. Um, so ghosty not. said, Oh, you have it. Oh, Oh, okay. Then I just, I must've just watched, uh, Dr. Disrespect play it. Um, let's see. I don't want to do the show non-video. He'll back out here soon. Um, but yeah, Cyberpunk was saying that it was super overrated, not even because of the bugs. I just don't think it was great overall, which I can I can see that. Um, still think it was good, but just overhyped as expected. And, and I think that's a big thing is that there was a ton of hype coming in for it, right? Um, and that that set a bad precedence for it. For sure. Yeah, I mean. When you bring something up with, and that's probably my issue with uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild is because I, all I heard forever was, oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. And then I played it. I'm like, this sucks. 
if you bring something up so much, it's inevitably not going to reach the hype. But also, it didn't help for Cyberpunk that it was pretty much just a PC game at this point, right? Like, it sucks on console. It's a steaming pile of shit on console. Mm-hmm. So you're already making a certain market hate it. Um, but yeah, I've heard it doesn't have a great ending. Endings. Multiple. Endings. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Honestly, let me move uh, Ed out of here real quick so I can change this. And while I've got that, uh, it looks like, uh, oh, you put it in here. You put the the chat, man. You managed to find that really quickly. I was digging, man. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let me uh, me back this out. It's a really old clip. We're going to watch this chat. Oh, yeah, that is an old clip. Um, And and obviously your, your background and everything has changed a lot since then. So that is literally, that's the room I'm actually in. Really? Yeah. Same room. Um, yeah. I have a green screen. Not sure. I'm sure you know that. Right. But you showed me cause you, cause yeah. you disappeared one, one stream. I was like, <gasps> so that's the room I'm actually still in. Um, but yeah, I just green screened it out. And that's kind of the, a similar thing where you're saying like production design looks so good. It's just mm-hmm. making do with what you have. Yeah. Uh, people think that like, you know, if, if you're streaming in your bedroom, that you're going to have to have your bed in the background, right? Well, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can set, decorate it in some sort of way. Green screen works. I like it. And, and, it, and for, for you, I mean, it gives such a professional feel for your stream. Like you have this whole, it, it looks like you got $10,000 worth of, of setup behind you. And it's great. I like it. I probably I probably do in front of me. Not really, but it is I do have a too much too I've spent too much money, more money than I should have. I'll say that. <laughs> Haven't I think we, we all have. Yeah. Yeah. The return on investment <laughs> I don't know if has been great in terms of money, but in terms of enjoyment. <laughs> in terms of enjoyment, we're good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh chat also said, and this one I really agree with, and actually I probably think would have been should have been the answer that I gave. Uh, personally, I don't like Minecraft that much, and everyone li- loves Minecraft. And You're too old for Minecraft. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. I I don't understand it. I bought it on the Switch because I was like, okay, I could try and get into this, and I got in, and I was like, what am I doing? I don't understand the crafting system. I don't understand the gameplay. I don't understand any of it. So I played Minecraft. Like literally when it first released, like open beta, whatever. So I played that long time ago mm-hmm. and I was like, at the time, why well, yeah, that was cool. Whatever. Um, I play Minecraft a very specific way that nobody else does though. I know that they don't. I play in, um, like I'll start a world up. Right. And I will play in easy or survive or non-survival, whatever it's called mm-hmm. where there's no zombies. So instead of going to creative mode, though, I'm still like bound to the world and whatever it gives me, because like you can play in creative mode. I think it's called creative mode, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, free play mode or whatever, where you can just like be like, OK, I want 600 blocks here and this and that. So I still have to go farming for things and whatnot, but it's just my way of playing it. But as far as the game, I agree with you. I don't I like playing it kind of time, but it's not like. I don't know how it blew up to be the cultural phenomenon was, but I think I think it's an age thing for us. I think we're too uh, old to understand that. Yeah, which is which is kind of a first. I feel like for me, it's that's when you start to know that you're growing up, and you're like, oh fuck. I mean, it's not like the SpongeBob game 
like it's a game that anyone should probably be able to play and you're just like ah, i might be too old for it so yep um yeah chat saying the game throws you out there expecting uh expecting you to know what to do and yeah i completely agree like it, it expects you to have the wiki pulled up i feel like um and you just don't find survival games in general very satisfying to play that's fair so same um all right so i'm not going to keep you too much longer i really appreciate uh you coming on the show though it's been a really great conversation um so my my last big question is who were one or two streamers that have been the most influent influential to you in the streamer community so the first one that comes to mind is t like we've talked about before mm-hmm. he unfortunately doesn't stream as much as he used to he's uh kind of working into a new career right now um he's always been you know support system back and forth me and him both uh we both started around the same time we've known each other a while and, and to clarify we weren't like best friends growing up or anything neighbors we knew each other still good friends but not like best friends but we've definitely grown uh into better friends since this has come around so um seeing him and his success has always motivated me oh shit what a time to join him, he says. <laughs> There's i hate you t just, <laughs> um but no he he is the one person uh that i think of right away that um motivates me i don't know what the word i sound like i'm in love with the guy but uh aren't we all what was the what was the word you used? What was the question? Not motivate, but what would you say? Who's been the most influential to influential, you? Influential, that's what it was. Yes, I've definitely been influenced by T and bouncing back and forth with him. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else my size that uh, has really motivated me, but I I know I'm going to miss somebody, but T, my size has been the person, but the person actually um, that I was watching other than T at the time where I wanted to stream. Oh, we talked. Sorry, I'm reading a chat. But, yeah. Um, Mr. Grimms, have you ever heard of him? I have not. Mr. Grimms is a really big streamer, actually. He was like the OG best at Fortnite. So when he was streaming, I was like, oh shit, I want to be as good as him and I want to be as interactive as Trav. So those two were probably the two that motivated me in the beginning. As far as now, um, motivation for me really comes from myself. I have to motivate myself because end of the day it's my brand and my channel and that's how i feel um because i don't want to put myself in comparison to mcb for example you know mm-hmm. i don't want to put myself in comparison to somebody i have to motivate myself to be my own brand and my own channel um that's kind of my answer i think i like it a lot and uh t great to see you talking size in the chat so. Yeah, I'm going to get off his nuts now. <laughs> um, and uh, thank you to all of our, our chatters here on the Twitch channel today. Uh, really appreciate the communication and the involvement. It's always great talking with the community in these podcasts. Uh, and you'll be able to hear you know your contribution in here when the podcast you know, drops online. So uh, make sure if you got Spotify on your phone or on your computer, go ahead and search for Man Cave Broadcast real quick. Go ahead and give the show a follow. We really do appreciate it. Dean, where can our listeners and viewers connect with you online? Sure. So my Twitch channel will be twitch.tv slash supergimpdean. Also my Twitter handle at supergimpdean. Those are the two best places to get with me. Uh, from there, you can find any other interesting links or, or places to find me. Except my address. I'm not going to give you that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but going from there, you can uh, definitely find me and interact. I stream every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday around 8 p.m. Central Time. Not Central, Eastern Time. I don't know why I said Central. Eastern Time. <laughs> I don't know my own time zone. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, 
So you can find me there, hang out with me, check out the channel if you want. It's always a good time. Um, I, I always enjoy watching it. I try to catch pretty much every stream that you do. Uh, and I always have a blast. So I want to thank you again uh, for the conversation and for being on uh, in, in short notice. Um, and it was a really, really good podcast. So thank you, Dean. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, wrapping it up for the night, I want to, again, thank the listeners and the viewers. You can follow the show, twitch.tv slash broadcast. I'm on all the socials, pretty much as Mancave Broadcast, besides Twitter, which you can find us at Broadcast. Uh, and most importantly, you can find the podcast there on Spotify. So again, thank you so much. Really do appreciate everyone for being here and listening. You guys are great. I am Shane Murphy. This is the Man Cave Broadcast. We'll see you next time.